All right, David. So do you guys have ratings for your podcast? Uh, we have a, a few. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it was actually when, when David and I started this, we didn't care, right? We're like, let's yeah, just do what yeah. we got to do. We didn't really care. Uh, and then we had two or three, five star ratings and, and we're, we're on, you know, excited about it, man. It was really yeah. cool. And, uh, and then came the inevitable where we got our first one star. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So brutal. And, and we both said, you know what? Who cares, man? We're not going to let this bother us. And then both of us were like, man, this ruined my day. How are you doing <laughs> over there? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Did, uh, did they, when they gave you a one star review though, did they actually write a review or just give you a one star? So that's, that's what I was going to, I was going to mention one person did, one person did go, um, and actually put in a comment in there and it was Shani Byrne. So it was our, uh, one star on December 30th. They had, to, they had to end off the year, um, by giving, giving us our one star. And it says, stop talking about Blink-182 and Weezer all the time and start talking more about Jimmy Eat World. This shouldn't be an outrageous request considering the name of your podcast. Thanks. Right. Right. So it's somewhat, it's somewhat constructive, right? Yeah. The other one, though, we don't. It's just a single star. But what David yeah. was saying was that you can change that rating at any time, right? Okay. Right? So we're hoping that even though we have these two single star reviews. Oh, yeah. I see what you can. Yeah, we can convert these people and um, and get them up you know, to, to something higher, at least. Yeah. I thought for a second there, you're saying there's like some backdoor way that you, oh, the podcaster, <laughs> no, can change the rating. No I was like, way. really? I would have mentioned more. that on the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, um, yeah. But there are like two or three star uh, ratings and one of them, uh, it was fairly um, suggestive or I'm not suggestive. I'm sorry. It was constructive in their, in their criticism. And they said, you know, it's almost there. It's close. They've, they've, uh, they're working out the kinks, y- yada, yada. I wouldn't yeah. mind so much if our one stars were like that. You know, when I when I grew right. up, um, you know, my mom just said, you know, uh, if you're going to tell somebody something, make sure that it's nice. And, and that's what I'm thinking. If, if they're going to if they're going to give us a one star, at least tell us something that would help us. Right. So, right. you know, if you got something good to say, then say it. But if you don't, don't. Uh. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. I um, <laughs> you know what? Okay, hold, hold on. It's funny because I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, when you asked me to if I could fill in, and uh, I was like, "Oh, right." They always start with some just like <laughs> terrible, terrible setup. And I was like, yeah. as you were going through, I'm like, "Okay, where's he going to go with this? Where's this setup going?" Because I had one as well. Oh. Um, I was like, <laughs> because I was got you know, it was it was very topical too. Obviously, you know with the way thing is the way things are right now. Right. You know, I don't know about you guys. We're, um, uh, cause we're, I'm in Canada. So yeah. Hello listeners. I'm in Canada. <laughs> um, and, uh, so like we're, you know, cur- currently going through things like today, they finally announced, you know, like, okay, bars and casinos are closed and all because of COVID-19. Basically they're telling you, you know, to stay at home. If you need to go out for work or whatever, that's fine. But if you don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering before you even had said yours, I was going to say, um, is yours going to have, is yours going to have to do with toilet paper or perhaps water? <laughs> yeah. No, seems to be uh, the big. Yeah. I, well, I went to Costco the other day, which of course, yeah, we're toilet paper everywhere here is, is missing. And when we the first thing we come in the door, they're like, Oh, do you need toilet paper? Or are you just here for regular shopping? <laughs> and we're like, well, I mean, we could use some toilet paper and like they had it down to a science. It was amazing. Like, was it I all mean, roped I, off and, and they were handing them yeah. out? 
Yeah. 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 And it was like directing traffic. I was like, well, good for good for Costco. But uh, yeah, well, they, yeah, they yeah. have to make it like that or else it, it would yeah. be, um, you know, like, like some of the pictures, which is I'm sure that's that's just a handful of locations where they right. these people that are just taking five, yeah. six bundles of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I liked yours. Yours was good. That did cross my mind. <laughs> and and my wife goes, no, nah, I think that's too easy. So that. <laughs> So you're like, I'm going to dig deep. Yeah. <laughs> and we were even talking. I don't know if you saw our post, um, our tweet about our uh, our two single star reviews. Okay. Uh, you might have commented on it. I know that yeah. uh, a couple other podcasts did. But, you yeah. know, it's, what are you going to do? People are going to yeah. r- rate it how they want to rate it. So, yeah, I'm sure I commented something like welcome to the club or. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I've I think our podcast I think has one single star review, but yeah, like no comments. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help. Thanks. I guess. Yeah. Like what's your, why did you even take the time? But whatever it is. What yeah. It is. Well, so, you know, so now that people know that, um, uh, David teased this from our pod account and said, David will definitely oh, yeah. be on the pod this week. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, did you yeah. want to go ahead and introduce yourself and explain who you are? Yeah. I, I almost, yeah, I almost commented on it. And then I was like, no, I don't want to give it away that he's being, you know, like facetious or whatever. But um, yeah, so I, I host a podcast called Growing Up Punk, where um, we just kind of talk about albums. It's it's similar to this in the sense that it's, you know, we're, we're covering a lot of the same probably like bands. I mean, you guys talk about Jimmy World, but um, they come up yeah. from time to time. But like the same kind of era of music and whatnot. And so a lot of bands that probably... Uh, if you're a big fan of Jimmy Eat World, there's a chance we've discussed something that you like. So <laughs> it's called gro- it's called Growing Up Punk. Um, you can find find us on Twitter at Growing Punk Pod and uh, on all your favorite podcast apps. But yeah, so there you go. Yeah, it, it's a good one. I like that the album concept because then you can. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not you're not tied into one band, which is cool. I mean, yeah. I like this. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's kind of neat when you see. I, th- I think I listened to um, two or three of yours in a row um, mm-hmm. that I really I really loved, and one of them was. Um, the offspring. It's just cool to hear okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, them and uh, Pennywise. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's funny because I do also not to like plug more than one podcast, but I've got another one that's kind of in this vein where we discuss one band, one song at a time, except I'm not really a fan of the band. Um, <laughs> yes. So like, yeah. Like, so my co-host Peter, the podcast is called me and Pete and it's a, it's a fallout boy podcast where the idea is he's trying to convince me to like fallout boy one song at a time. So um, it's, it's going all right, but we're, we, we labeled ourselves a gorilla podcast. We just record Ooh. whatever we can. We don't have like a regular release schedule. It's just like, Hey, you got some beer. You want to come over and talk <laughs> about fallout boy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah with David and fun. I, we try to keep the the schedule. We do have a, you know, a, a small set of dedicated uh, listeners that do appreciate yeah. our Friday um, deployment. So we try to keep yeah. that just to make things regular so they can look forward to it on Friday morning when they, or go, late man. at night, whatever. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about if you don't, don't, which is, I think even the title of this kind of um, tells a story of how the lyrics are for this song. There's, it's not a simple song. There's so much lyrically that Jim mm. has put into this. Yeah. It's, and it's funny because I forever knew it was called if you don't, don't. And then for whatever reason, like last minute, I convinced myself it was just called if you don't. And then I looked it up again. I'm like, oh no, it's if you don't, don't. But uh, yeah, there is so much references. There's, I mean, it tells a story. It's, I don't know. It's the more I listened to it, I was like, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite Jimmy World songs. I think. Yeah, it is. It's and it's a long one. So it's one of the few where you know on on my notes 
on on the application for my notes, I I set my font size to uh, for the lyrics to size eight. It doesn't go any smaller than that to where I you know I can't really <laughs> read it. But this one spans beyond the page. I mean, there's so many lyrics. Yeah. There's four verses in yeah. this. And um, so I always stop over at song meanings and look at what they have to say, mainly because I want to see what people were saying back in when these were released in 2001, in this case. Right. And uh, it seems like what people are saying about this is that it's sort of a a relationship. And if the, the top comment says he fell deeply in love with her, she wasn't sure, but he talked her into being more than friends. So she gave it a shot. The story then continues on, you know, they spent time apart, they considered being friends again. It seems to me, like, if you don't, don't, when you go through these lyrics, what's wrong, baby? Don't they treat you like they should? Did you take them for it every penny that you could? Uh, It seems like somebody who is kind of interested, maybe even infatuated with somebody, but they they just kind of are, are at an impasse. They, they are like ships passing in the night where one is ready, the other is not. And then vice versa, where maybe she comes back, they meet each other again, five years down the road. And then she's ready for a relationship and he isn't. And, right. and so it's just this entire, just dance back and forth of him and her and him and her. But the lyrics that he uses to tell the story are, are it means you can read them out. And it's, it's kind of like a little, a beautiful little poem that he's written. Oh, for sure. There's there are definitely some lines in this song though where I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like even like you got you stopped at kind of like the next line where I'm like, uh, where we walked we uh, we once walked out on the beach and once I almost touched your hand. I'm like, why is that? Why is that in the song? I mean, obviously it paints like a story. Like for me, that it 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 makes it sound more like almost like a high school relationship, you know, in the sense where it's like that nervousness to kind of actually like reach out and, and make that first initial contact or move or whatever. But then where they get to in different places in the song, I mean, maybe, maybe you're right. And it's like, he's, you know, it's been a couple of years that this story has kind of happened over, but I always laughed at that line. And once I almost touched your hand, (laughs) (laughs) that, that whole block. So the verse, that verse one definitely sounds like something um, early teens, just like you said, mm-hmm. it just sounds very much like they're, I don't know what it is about, but like teenagers, maybe when they get their license, they just go to the beach. They don't want to be in town. They right. want to go somewhere yeah. that's kind of free and cool and different. And it, it it sounds like one of those cute little stories where they come home and then they sit there in their bed at, at the end of that evening and just think about that over and over. I almost touched your hand. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like even like going, I think you're right, like going into the How I Dreamed uh, to finally say such things. Like, I think there, you know, he's painted a picture in his brain of how perfect it's going to be. Like you said, like out on the beach. And I mean, that's pretty romantic in in and of itself. Right. But then, right. I mean, there's kind of a bit of a sour note at the end of it, obviously. Like, I think he's looking back on, you know, like those kind of initial thoughts and dreams and whatnot he had of what love would look like. And then he realized, well, actually in the end, I just was pretending sort of thing. I think it's, I mean, I don't know. It's a complicated relationship to say the least. But he yeah. almost touched her hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love mentions of the highways and, and freeways down here. Yeah. I didn't say yeah. highways. I don't think we have many highways that, that many. But um, right. how do you how do you guys say highways and freeways? How do you refer to them? Highways. Okay. I mean, <laughs> um, like if, if you had I mean, a number, a, a, like a numeric highway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, well, it depends. Like, I guess it would just be like Highway 21 or Highway 1. Like, like Highway One here in Canada has a name, like it's the Trans Canada Highway sort uh-huh. of thing. Um, and then a lot of our highways, I guess, maybe have names because, like, where I am, 
the main sort of highway that runs through here is referred to as the QE2 because uh-huh. uh, it's named after Queen Elizabeth II. Gotcha. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth anyways, and it was Highway 2, I should say. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, definitely I don't think here anyways in Alberta, there's not, maybe it's because there's not a ton of them. Um, do we really refer to them that often outside of, yeah, like by by names, actual names. I think that's kind of a thing we like to do, like the Trans Canada, the QE2, the Yellowhead yeah. Highway. You know, yeah, our main ones, our main ones have names, but I don't ever think I've right. said, oh, this is the San Diego Freeway. You'll see it when right. you're driving when you're driving down. But um, you know, when I visited my family back east, and they say, oh, you take you take 195 to 210 right. to, and I think, wait, no, I mean, I know there's a lot of, and maybe it's because there's so many different highway numbers that they say that they don't want to say the in front of everyone. Right. Yeah. But I find myself, it's kind of like, oh, we're on, we're on the 118 or you got to get on the 405 or you got to take right. the, the five North. Um, yeah. And may, maybe more for our like secondary highways, we kind of get into that. Like, oh, take, you know, 21 to 56 sort of thing. But right. I think like, yeah, like the main ones again, where I live, there's not really, I mean, I live in a city of over a million people, but like the province itself yeah, we yeah. have provinces, um, <laughs> you know, like it's, there's a lot of open space in small towns, right? Like, right. Um, so yeah, a lot of those major highways or whatever and freeways typically would just be like within our cities. Um, cause we don't have a lot of like our next major center. It's like three hours away. Right. So, right. Um, uh, there's a fair bit of open, open driving, but yeah, we get, right. to, we get to romanticize the highways and the freeways of the United <laughs> States. Yeah. <you know? laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you've ever watched SNL, you can watch. There's a skit that I love called "The Californians" that they just make fun of how bad we are at at just. I mean, going through when we say the 405 to the 210 right. to the 110 <laughs> north. Um, yeah. You know, another another interesting thing that I found out about highways when when I was growing up, somebody had told me, and this I did double check this on Google, so you know that it's true. But uh, north south highways and freeways are typically odd. They end in a in an odd number. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And then left and right, east to west are are typically the even numbers. Yeah. I thought that for a while here too. And then I realized when I actually looked at it, I'm like, oh, that's not actually true. Yeah. Same with us. (laughs) I think it's a general thing. Yeah. Well, because like, for instance, I mean, you here you'd start out like, yeah, sure. The one, like the Trans Canada, it's it's east-west. So for us, that would be odd. And then north-south. So the two is an even number. But then when you like really start breaking it down, I'm like, oh, I don't actually think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They got off of that. They're like, this is stupid, guys. Let's just start naming them however we want. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Um, So you've been, have you been to LA? Um, You know, I haven't been to LA since like the mid nineties. Okay. So a while back, that was a, yeah. Yeah. Shit. That was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, I think it was the summer of 96 we went. We did a, a road trip from from here. We drove down and uh, and yeah, we went to like, I mean, we did Disneyland. We did Universal. So we kind of cruised around all that sort of area. But uh, I've been to more recently San Diego a few times. Cause, OK, yeah, I mean, it's it's San Diego, right? Yeah. Well, San Diego's awesome. It's got it's, it's right by the it's right by the ocean. They've got a lot of craft beer down there. It's, it's yeah. a pretty happening town. So it's great. I love yeah. it. <laughs> The um so and the reason why I ask I didn't even not really L A but um have you ever been to Arizona then um yeah just driving through and then like recently when we went to Vegas we went to the Hoover Dam and like you cross the border there I guess when you walk across the dam so no no not really <laughs> okay so yeah and the reason why I bring this up is that in the middle of this verse yeah. um this is and you can find this on Genius you can find this on on Song Meanings or even uh, Wikipedia but 
Ninth and Ash is an existing cross street. Um, and I want to say it's in Phoenix. I mean, chastise me if I'm wrong. It's in Arizona. Let's just say that, right? Yeah, you're, but, you are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there could be a Ninth and Ash in Phoenix. I think this is actually specifically, if I remember referencing Tempe. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know where in relation that is, but it's so bad, man. It's like me saying yeah. LA is the same thing as like Silver Lake, but no, Silver Lake's inside Los Angeles, dummy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, this- so then you'll have to educate me. So then it's like Tempe, Arizona, kind of like, like Glendale and what, like all just part of that yeah. same area. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'll right. take it back. You're, you're fine. You're okay. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I was generally right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. um, that, re- that reference is Casey Moore's Oyster House, which, yeah, okay, yeah. um, which it would still exists. If you were to go to CaseyMorris.com, I love this. You know, you can look. I was looking at their specials. Um, they definitely they are in need of a website redo for sure. Um, I don't know what this was built on, but uh, you know, I love to just crap on people's websites. But they have special happy hour from three p.m. to seven p.m. Uh, Casey Moore's Ninth and Ash. They definitely play off of that Ninth and Ash thing. That corner that yeah. they're on. Um, yeah, it is in Tempe. Uh, 850 South Ash Avenue. But Jim is directly referencing that spot um, on a Tuesday night. Maybe that's when they had met up. Um, you know, it, it, it's in the same verse as him saying driving 405. So maybe he's just going back and forth between California and, um, and all, or, or maybe he's just referencing these spots. Because in, the, in a couple lines later, um, I would write to you from Museum Mile, which I looked mm. at that, and that's in New York. Yeah. Right. So he's all over the place. He's gone from California to Arizona, now to New York, um, and then back to Weatherford. So are you familiar with Weatherford, the hotel Weatherford? No. Yeah, no, like I'd I'd looked this up and uh yeah, so I kind of like familiarized myself with it a little bit, I guess, and uh how it's it, it did I read somewhere that it's it's haunted? Oh yes, haunted? the second floor is haunted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um I'm trying to look something up. There was before we get that far, because you're talking about some of the references and specifically with Casey Moore's, I'd read an article somewhere and man, uh, I don't know where it went. I can't remember exactly what I Googled, but they talk specifically about how uh, I guess Jimmy world used to play an open mic at Casey Moore's on Tuesday nights, which is kind of like what actually like nails down that ninth and Ash on a Tuesday night line i wish i could find this though because it was i was like oh it broke down all of the references in this song and i was like dang this is awesome it's got to be song facts so song facts is actually one site that has been coming up more in search results i don't know how long the site's been around but there are really good it's more than song meanings and it's almost more than genius yeah well genius i mean is good yeah i mean Genius is all right. I mean, some it's funny because some songs I've noticed are just like loaded with annotations. And it's like, yeah. this is great. And then other songs, it's like maybe one. Like this one has a few, but um, oh, maybe. It is, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Song facts. Did you? Yeah, you I'm read I'm, this article. Yeah. 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 I, I'm down here at the little paragraph. So go ahead and finish what you're saying. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I'm just I'm, I found it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but, so, but yeah, yeah. I was. I like that it's actually like I'd never I don't know if I've ever been to Song Facts before because I usually just stick to stick to genius. But when I came across this, I was like, dang, this is like they actually wrote up on it. It's pretty great. <laughs> right. And the line that, I, that I'm uh, I think you're re- referencing here is evidently Jimmy World frequented the scene on Tuesdays because there was an open mic night. And we're assuming also because of the oysters. Um, yeah. now I got to I yeah. got to ask you, man, um, have you ever had an oyster? 
I don't believe I have. No, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in it. <laughs> I, I, I've only ever heard people describe them as snots, snot yes. in, in a shell, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Which is funny because like I've done like muscles and stuff like that. And I can, I, I wouldn't even say I go out of my way to do those. But my family's all from the East Coast as well, like in Nova Scotia. And so there's, whenever we go out there, they're all about seafood and mussels and but oysters i could never do them no oh yeah yeah me neither i mean I, i'll eat a i'll eat a lobster and i guess yeah. even even that people say that's like that's like a bug from the sea that's like sea bugs yeah <laughs> yeah right it's just a bottom dweller right <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know i'm so i'm yeah i'm so out of the whole the whole fish realm it's kind of like let's just, <laughs> some stuff's good in butter some stuff isn't let's just eat right. what we want right yeah just eat i actually probably the most uh, creative way I've consumed lobster and I don't, okay. Maybe I'm going to sound like an idiot by asking you this question, but knowing that you're not from Canada, do you know what poutine is? Ooh, poutine sounds like, um, something that comes in a little dish that I would spread on bread. Am I right? In some, <laughs> no, it's not Vegemite. That's it. Sounds. Duh, like no, I'm not Australian, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's so it's fries, right? And then there's gravy and cheese curds that you put on it. It looks literally like a mess, but it tastes amazing. And so like it's from Quebec. It's a French Canadian thing. But I went to a restaurant just outside, like in kind of one of the, the suburban areas around the city that I'm in. And um and anyways, they have this French restaurant and I'm like, I don't know what I want from there. Like, I don't know what half of this stuff is, but I saw that they had lobster poutine on there. And like poutine is my go-to. Like if I'm, <laughs> if there's one thing that makes me Canadian, it's how much I love uh, poutine. It's, it's funny. But, but anyway, yeah. So I, I, I got this lobster poutine. It was like 75, 80 bucks or whatever. Easily the most I've ever spent on a Holy dish that was... <laughs> Yeah, that was basically French fries, right? But the idea was, I was like, okay, I was I was there with my wife. I was like, we can share it, and because uh, it was massive, and we couldn't even finish it. But um, yeah, it came with a couple of lobster tails and claws and whatever, and it was it was pretty good. But yeah, you just dunk enough, put enough butter on anything, and in this case, gravy, and it's all good. <laughs> so your honest your honest review of that was it was pretty good for seventy five bucks. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing is that like, it's now just like this benchmark of like the most I've ever spent on basically a French fry dish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody but, uh, ordered the lobster poutine. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, I mean, I wouldn't go back and do it again. It was definitely one of those things where it was for the experience and for the experience only, I think. <laughs> yeah. When you're in the moment, I can totally justify that. If there's a, if there's some kind of um, top, not top sirloin, what is the, uh, you know, like a medallion of the the filet mignon, and it's like 45, right. 50 bucks. That's a lot of money for a small little steak. You know, it's not even like right. the big steak. But yeah. you know what? Time, place, uh, it, it has to just fit all of those criteria, and then it, you can justify oh, yeah. it later. And I mean, to be fair, it fed two of us, and there, like, we didn't even finish it, right? Like, there was so yeah. much, but it was just, it was very rich by the end of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that's one yeah, thing. No, it's, it's another it's thing time. that I know about. Uh, yeah, it, uh, fish food is that with whatever condiments you have, it usually ends up being really rich by the end. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Okay, let me see. I've got a consequence of sound article. Oh yeah, let me go ahead and, and take a step back real quick. So that entire song facts thing for If You Don't Don't was written by um, Shauna Hansen Ortega. And they went on to just go essentially explain what you and I had just talked about, how they they moved from California yeah. to Arizona to New York, then back to Arizona for um, 
Did I get to that line yet? Which uh, was, the hotel, right? Oh, yeah, the Weatherford, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, Shauna Hanson Ortega. And if you want to read that, it's actually a nice little uh, short, well-written um, synopsis of this song. But I did want to, the reason why I was kind of jumping on the whole Weatherford thing real quick was I was, I was kind of moving through those other things. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I mean... Sure. Have I ever, have I ever had a, you know, a, an experience with a ghost or no, but I, I won't, I, I won't put it in the realm of impossible. That's a very political answer. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you kind of fall on, on a little bit of both sides. I, yeah. same with me. I have never seen in person a ghost, but I have, um, my, my dad has told me in the past, he goes, he goes, Justin, I've had some weird things happen to me. Uh, and I spoke with, uh, I don't know if it was a clairvoyant or if it was a psychic that he, he knew, I don't, I don't even think he went out and, and pursued this woman, but right. she was talking with him and she said, you have a very positive, kind spirit and, and the other spirits are drawn to you. So it kind of sucks. So if you're like a good person, you know, and you're not good with yeah. ghosts or, uh, you know, <laughs> spirits and stuff, they're going to be all around you. They're trying to say, you're a good person. And you're just looking <laughs> at this apparition sitting in the doorway and you're freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the closest. I think I, sorry that I got to any sort of ghost story was, uh, I think the last time I was in San Diego, there's like some like haunted house, the or Winchester they- house. Is that like in old San Diego? I believe so. And, and yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. the same thing is that's, that's uh, one of the houses where um, if it's the same house, I think the story goes is the family or the individual who created the Winchester rifle was cursed with all of the, you know, the, the people that the gun he had created or they had created right. killed. Yeah. yeah. Is that the same yeah, one? Cause it might be like, I, like we went and toured the house and I was kind of like, there's like one spot where you can kind of look at these pictures that people claim, you know, have, have ghosts or spirits or whatever in them. And like some of them, like, okay, that's, I mean, it's either like a convincing double exposure or it's like, yeah, yeah. Like that's legit. You really have to want, it's almost like hypnosis, which I believe in hypnosis right. too, but you have to want to go through hypnosis for it totally. to actually work. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, we just walked through the house. We're like, okay, cool. We were just killing some time before <laughs> I had to catch our flight home or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a fun thing, but it's funny. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, not to go down a different path, but like this particular line up the stairs at Weatherford, like I read it and I don't recognize it from the song at all. Like I can't sing it in my brain. It's just weird. I don't know if I ever realized what he was saying there. Um, it's it, like, I, it, it feels like it's from a different song where it's like the rest of that verse, especially I'm like, Oh, I could sing it to you right now if you wanted. But that line, I'm like, I don't, Remember yeah. it at all. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually the same thing that happens to me for the, uh, several other verses is when you read it out like you're reading a poem or even just written yeah. word, you you can't put it in the same way that Jim sings it in the verse or in the right. song because he changes some of the verses and, and pauses and then it's like, should have never started. And then then you'll hear that little, um, the echo back that says never started. Right. Ain't yeah, it? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's not like this. Every line is the same um, amount of syllables. He'll, he'll pause and then hold it back and do like a a triplet or something that where he'll he'll hang out the lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, like looking at that line, I'm like, I thought I picked up all the different like obvious references, and that line is just non-existent to me. It's like it's a ghost, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and looking back at that line, up the stairs at Weatherford, a ghost to each place I hide. The what what I kind of gathered from that was okay. Yeah, Weatherford is supposedly haunted. 
But I think yeah. a ghost each place I hide, I feel like a ghost each place I hide, somebody like a ghost in their life is something that's like nagging at them. Right. So it's just him, yeah. him thinking him and going back on maybe even the time when he was courting this girl or hanging out with her on the beach. And he's like, man, I really missed my chance back then. Right. Yeah. Like I kind of take it as, you know, he just can't maybe get away from mistakes or his past or whatever. Right. Like just things that kind of keep coming back, uh, whether it's, yeah. In the, like specific in this relationship sort of thing where, um, or I think someone like made a comment. I wonder if it's on here about like whether or not most likely a reference to the historic Weatherford hotel and Flagstaff. Uh, no, that's not the one. I was. There was like a comment where they were talking about like it being a hotel, but maybe like a place where he had once taken this girl. And now it's just like this kind of memory that he can't sort of get around and get away from now that the relationship has ended sort of deal. And if he was with some other girl, he would kind of say, you know what? Let's not stay at that hotel. There's a nice yeah. ho- holiday inn down the road that we can take. <laughs> That's right. (laughs) So after these two big verses, we finally get into the chorus, which um, is very ambiguous, where he goes, if you don't, don't know, why would you say so? Would you be in this please if it happens? And and even in the next line where he says, won't you get your story straight? If you don't know, honey, why'd you just say so? All of this stuff to me is kind of like, what is going on in this part of the song that she or he said? Which is so funny because it's the chorus of the song, right? Yeah. I feel like that's where if there's going to be clarity anywhere in this song, it should be in the verse. But yeah, it's, it is, I mean, at the same point, it's just really, really catchy. Yeah. Maybe it's the (laughs) song. Maybe it is. And it works really well. Uh, Maybe it's the, maybe this is like the inner, inner workings of his mind. And and this is a song about somebody who's kind of going nuts and just kind of, you know, (laughs) lamenting the, the, uh, the fact that he never, um, I don't know, move forward with this girl. And he's just, he's going, he's like doing these somersaults in his head. Can't figure things out. You know, you know what I wonder? Okay. Let's say the story is, cause I think there, is it possible? There's a perspective shift here. Absolutely. Um, and I said, because I, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, cause earlier in the song where he says, Oh, how I dreamed to finally say such things, then only to pretend. So uh, let's say that's talking from his perspective, right? And then all of a sudden you get on onto the chorus and it's like, if you don't, don't know, why would you say so? Like basically being like from her perspective, all of a sudden saying, if you don't know, if you love me, why would you say you love me? Like get your, get your story straight, figure yourself out. I think there's a perspective change happening in the chorus versus it all being from Jim's uh, point of view. You're right on point, man. And in the fact that two times in that chorus, they mentioned, if you don't well, honey, then you don't. Yeah. That can go both ways. Doesn't matter who you know, who says it. That could be said to either party. Except it's true. Although I don't know about you, but for myself, when I hear someone say "honey," like refer to someone, or like someone using "honey" to refer to someone, I automatically picture that it's coming from a woman. Maybe it's just because, like, I always picture like my mom saying, "Well, honey, don't do that," or right. you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever called called a woman honey so like automatically well, I, I come my... from a family of misogynists so i actually think that a... <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't really <laughs> amazing <laughs> but yeah you're right so you th- you think it's from the female to the male because initially i yeah. thought it was from the male and you know and, and it does seem kind of condescending to a female saying if you don't know honey like you're at the end of your rope like if you don't know honey why did you say so yeah yeah and i and i think that is exactly how it's being said it's just yeah i think it's from it's weird when songs shift perspective 
and like to not be obvious about it. Like obviously you'll have some songs where like they literally in the lyrics will say he said or she said right. or whatever, right? But yeah, when it just like changes, sometimes I'm always like takes a little bit to be like, oh yeah, wait a minute. This is now someone else speaking, especially if you don't have you know, different vocalists singing these lines out. But I think, I think that's what's happening here. Well, now you're actually, you're blowing my mind, David, because let's say we go to verse three and it says, I yeah. left you waiting at, at the least. Could we be friends? And again, I don't want to, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but it sounds like maybe the, the, let's just say the guy in, yeah. in the previous verses had, had asked and he had got up the guts to ask, or at least say this, I, I, I love you over the phone or something. Um, and then she, she says, I left you waiting. At least could we be friends? Like the old friend zone thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) You might actually be right with this whole shift right there. So maybe verse three, three is her responding to him saying, um, you know, this should have never started. Ain't that the way it always ends? Yeah. 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 Wow. That's interesting. Um, I'm trying to figure, yeah, like the, I left you waiting at the least. Could we be friends? Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, I just like, so at this point he's kind of, I think I mean, it is a little bit confusing. It is, (laughs) but when you start to filter it out this way, it does make kind of it does make more sense as opposed to just being. Let's say it's one long wall of of words. There is sort of a um, you you know steps to this, and then there's you know kind of the that the cadence of the guy speaking first, and then the girl speaking next, and then him coming back. And um, yeah, I'm yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is it first three? Like, are you saying it's from her perspective? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, it's which is curious because at the same point, like if if verse one and I guess two are from his perspective, like I I look back to that line where he says, you know, I almost touched your hand. Like, like she's, I feel like, I feel like this is still from his perspective, like verse three, in the sense that, like you talk about where he's like traveling 405 past midnight. I wrote to you from Museum Mile. Like she was hanging on waiting, like the relationship was moving forward. And then it turns out it hasn't like with that line where he says, oh. uh, what was it at the end of the first verse where he says, then only to pretend like, oh, these feelings I have aren't actually real. So I feel like that I left you waiting at the, like, but he still wants to be friends with her. He's just realizing he's not in love with her. He's dragged wow. her along this whole time, but he's like, I don't actually think I love you, at least not in that way. And then I think that, yeah, should have never started. Ain't that the way it always ends? Like, I mean, that's just a, that's, I mean, that's just a, a line for a relationship, basically, right? Like, right. Well, any just, relationship just, that justification. ends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Any relationship that ends, it's like, well, we shouldn't have started in the first place. But um, the line that I don't get, and I've read this the same way every way, is does he actually say, on my life, I'll try today? You know, I've always heard it as all my life I've tried. Yeah. I, I've tried today. That's what I thought in my brain. Yeah. And so the, I don't get the on my life. The only thing that comes to mind is like, well, I bet my life on it sort of thing. Right. Like, I'm like, is that what he's like trying? I'm not sure. About I, that's that probably the closest that I think either of us would agree um, that 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 would mean is on my life. I bet on my life. I'll try yeah. today. There's so much I felt I should say, but even if your heart would listen, I doubt uh, I could explain. And that's See, just and that. Yeah. That, like that, that line makes me think, oh, maybe it is from her perspective. Cause like right. if he, if he's the one who's saying, you know, the, the, I, these feelings for you aren't real. Like, even if your heart would listen, I don't think I could actually explain unless he's saying like, he's, he's, he's broken her heart now. So she's not going to hear it. Even if he tries to explain it, I guess maybe. Right. Yeah. My little note on that line was even after all these years, let's assume that they've gone and they've, they've known each other for 10, 15 years and they've just kind of yeah. passed in and out is that they still can't put into words what relationship they have 
um, to, to try and make it more than what they're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I keep going back cause I think you're right. Like with the, the, the years sort of thing, right? Like, um, it's, it's been a bit here and I just wonder, like I'm jumping back to that first verse. I don't necessarily like, I'm just, so maybe <laughs> this is my brain like turning sure. live in person. Um, <laughs> But I think like the first four lines, like the what's wrong, baby, don't they treat you like they should? Did you take them for it for every penny that you could? Like, I'm trying to figure out what that has to do with the rest of this song. <laughs> well, we didn't really even talk about those ones. And and on did you yeah. take them for it? Um, it, it I don't I have no context, but I just put in my notes, like take them for a ride. Is that how you read that? Yeah, I mean. Well, what it's funny because like the did you take them for it for every penny that you could like the picture that I get in my mind is is it the start of Pulp Fiction where they're like the couples like robbing the diner is that Pulp Fiction? Um, it's a oh Quentin man. Tarantino movie I'm it, picturing for sure. Uh, I yeah, can't. I would say that that's got to be uh, it's got to be that film which I haven't seen in its entirety unfortunately. Oh, well, get your story. Get, I, I was just I your story straight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, get yourself honey. figured out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Cause I mean, that's, it's funny. Cause like, that's what I picture there. Like though, but I mean, that's, I don't think that's, yeah, those lines have always like never made sense to me, even though I could sing them right from the get go. Right. But, right. um, but I just like get this story of, you know, he's got this perfect picture of what a relationship could be. And I think like starting back when he was like, I like how you mentioned like, Oh, when kids first get their license, they just seem to drive to the beach for whatever reason. Right. Like right. going back to that age and then just, Kind of maybe getting a little, I don't know if bitter and jaded is the right word, but just kind of like realizing that, oh, this isn't the way this is. It's not going the way I thought it would go at all. And then, you know, she's kind of upset that he's been leading her on this whole time that he doesn't actually love her. And, you know, the relationship just kind of falls apart from there or hardens from there even. So what if this is a conversation over at at a bar and that line, uh, did you take them for it? Maybe she went on and they were interested, but she moved on to something that was more adult. Let's just say it's, you know, you know, she's, she's been hired for something and, or, or she wanted to move into something that's less, um, less of a relationship type of interaction where it's like right. he wanted to be with her. And then she moved on to say like, look, there's a lot of money in this line of work that I could go into. And maybe that's what he's saying is like, you know, I'm so frustrated with our relationship where we are. Did you, did you, did they treat you like you should? What's wrong? Like, why are you crying right now? Um, did you at least get your money's worth? Did you take them for a ride? Did you get what you needed to? So it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, I almost picture this as like when you talk about like, like the bar or wherever, like the, like the first two lines, maybe the first four lines could actually be from her perspective. Like she's asking what's wrong you know, with him sort of deal, like there's something clearly up and she's like, what's, what's wrong. And then he just kind of unloads a little bit about his feelings. And then she retorts with, well, if you don't know, like, why would you say, if you don't know, if you love me, why would you say you love me? And then it's just kind of a back and forth. Um, I could, I can hundred percent picture that right. as, you know, happening. Although I'm going to place it in that very same diner that that other couple was holding up. <laughs> <laughs> it seems, it, this seems like a conversation that they would have like the morning after sort of thing, right? Like they're, they're they're having their coffee and cigarettes. If I can make another wow, yeah. GD world reference. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They're they're sitting there and they're having this. And she's like, "There's clearly something is up." You know, like that uncomfortable silence. I think she's experiencing that and being like, "What's wrong? Just tell me." I don't still don't get the did you take them for every penny that you could or whatever. That I'm like, whatever. Um, it's, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm reaching a bit fine. with that one. <laughs> it's oh, it's all good. Well, but 
then let's telling take it a story down. via conversation. Yeah, then let's take it down to verse four because I think all of this falls in line. It says, so this is the culmination, right? So here we are now, a sip of wine, a sip of water. I read that as saying one of them is having wine, one of them is having water. Um, mm. And let's just make an assumption again that the female is having wine, he is having water. If they're in a bar and he's having water, sure. maybe he's had some issues that he's been dealing with on his own with alcoholism or something. I was going to say, because I, I remember you guys discussing in uh, 10, the episode about the song 10, that you're talking about, you know, kind of possible alcoholism or whatnot. And I mean, that could very much be a case here. The other thing I kind of get is like, well, what if the wine is like bitter? And so he's got a, it's just a metaphor for the relationship, a sip of wine, and then he's going to wash it down with water sort of thing. And that's like, actually what I first thought was that it was one person drinking both, like the, the wine yeah. and then they kind of just, yeah, wash it yeah. down. Either or works. <laughs> right. But then again, they go on to say someday, maybe, maybe someday we'll be smarter, kind of wishy, um, and not wishy-washy, but just kind of um, wishing that maybe this could could work out. But realistically, they have a very caustic, um, unhealthy relationship, and all mm. they'll ever amount to is just these conversations of what could have been, what may have been, and, and where we are now. Yeah, right? no, I, I mean, I think I fully agree. And you all get smarter with age. You learn from your mistakes, right? Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, we're all we're all a mess. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, no judging anybody in this song, all right? <laughs> right. And I, and I love that it's so ambiguous as to who's saying what that, and for having so many yeah. words in this, that it's just such a well-written song. And going back to song meanings, I went through all seven pages of song meanings. And I want to say that if it wasn't every page, it was almost every page that somebody had mentioned how sexy Jim's voice was throughout this song. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I think what it is, is it's it, one thing. One part of it is that he is singing with his, his, his higher register full voice. Um, but he's also doing what we were talking about before, where he is, he is taking some of these lyrics that, that aren't broken up. These, these are full sentences that or conversational pieces that people could be having, but yeah. he is just, he's singing them out. And, Looking back, the most resonant part of this song is on my life. I'll try today. There's so much I felt I should say, but, and it, you know, it's just, that's two different lines, but how he sings them right. is just so beautiful in his voice. And I get why people are saying Jim's voice is so sexy. He's really <laughs> just <laughs> turning you on a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta say, man, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I hear where they're coming from. Yeah, it's the vibrato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like as I look closer at verse four, uh, it's I mean, it's I've, I'm now convincing myself that this is the same a continuation of the same story uh, as the song 10. Now I want to look at that. Uh, that could be entirely unrelated, but just that like comparison to like the the alcoholism and basically ruining making a mess of a relationship. I'm like, now I got to look at this. It's been forever since I looked at those. Yeah, lyrics, I mean, go but. ahead and go ahead and look up the lyrics because um, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about the rest of this verse four. So it says, someday maybe, maybe someday we'll be smarter. And I'm sorry that I'm such a mess. Again, he's doing that um, that yeah. same type of reading where he's hitting the beats uh, where the, the lines just continue on. I'm sorry that I'm such a mess. I drank all my money could get and took everything you let me have. And then I never loved you back. It's just, it all fits within there and it's, it's just 
he's pouring out his heart and, and just saying, you know what, this is what it's going to, this is what it has all amounted to is like, I'm, I'm a mess. You went through your own problems. Um, you know, we're just, we're, we're never going to work out. And when I loved you, you didn't love me back. And and then later on when you loved me, I wasn't ready for it or I was in experiencing alcoholism or whatever it was, but yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at the lyrics of 10 and I mean, now it's playing in my ears for some reason. Are you hearing that here? <laughs> Um, (laughs) but uh yeah i mean like they do talk about like in 10 he talks about feelings change so fast um and he also talks about walk the ant the um the the street lights right when he's walking down that's what i feel like he's he's by himself he's probably when he went to a bar and then maybe yeah imbibed yeah right before that he says meet me with a way out through the lies so i mean if we're talking about like he's you know his his in and if you don't, don't, he's talking about the words being, you know, like kind of fake or whatever he said. Like, I mean, it could, it, it, it could, it could be connected. Obviously they're only one album apart. Right. Um, it could also just purely be the fact that, you know, maybe Jim's had his heart broken and broken yeah. a few hearts. And how many, how way. many different ways can you write that heartbroken song? Apparently right. two very well. Right. Cause yeah. this is <laughs> yeah. a, another one that's just, it's got that. That introduction, uh, we didn't even talk about this, but that sound that comes in that Mark Trombino, you know, he's he's got his little hands in a lot of these, yeah. all of the tracks with with these little, I don't know, the not dissonant sounds because it, it's it's in key, but it's just a weird little spiraling. Yeah, I know what you're talking about because one of the things that I kind of like came away with this song is I was like, you know, this song sounds like Bleed American. Like if I were to... And obviously it's off bleed American. <laughs> if right. I were to, you know, say to someone, this is what Jimmy world sounded like at that very time without using a song like the middle or, you know, a song like bleed American or, you know, like some of their kind of maybe more known songs, I might throw this one at them and be like, just listen to like all the elements that are in this song. And cause I find like it, I don't know if this song would necessarily fit on any other Jimmy Eat world albums, like sonically, um, just what you, you talk about, like the sounds that are kind of coming in and I don't even know what they are like, um, but to start the song, it, it's, it's just very much. And obviously it's just ingrained in me that it's bleed American because that's what album it's off of. And I've listened right. to it. I don't know how many times. Right. But, right. um, yeah, it's just like, whereas like, you know, whether it's the middle or, you know, bleed American or different songs here and there, I'm like, yeah, you could put those on other albums and they would fit just fine. But this one just has something very very specific about it that doesn't really feel like other Jimmy world albums. Yeah. And th- and we didn't, I didn't mention this, but this is track seven of 11. So on to their, you know, and Jimmy world does a really good job of laying out their tracks. I don't know if it's the band, maybe it's a, it's a, a combination of the band and the, and the production, but of laying mm-hmm. these out and they come off of, where are they coming off of before this? Because we, the last one we did, which was um, Get It Faster was right after this one. So that's track eight yeah. of 11. This is track seven of 11. Uh, and then let me look back at my notes here. Um, that is, so they're coming off of Hear You Me. So there is, is sort of a a lull in the middle of this, which is Hear You Me is yeah. a beautiful track, but there's sort of a lull in the middle of this album. And then they kind of ramp it back up. Yeah. With is if that you a don't ramp- a random funny story about hear you me. And I know we're not talking about it, but I actually had, and I'm sure they're not the only ones, but I have friends who at their wedding, the bride, she came out to that song 
And I'm like, you know, it's about someone dying, right? Like, I'm like <laughs> I don't know if that's how you want to like start your marriage, but like with, with like a funeral march sort of thing. But right. Uh, <laughs> so funny. But uh, I could see yeah. myself doing that. You're just so blind as to like, I love this song, but you know, this yeah. is about drug use. Right. And, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think their thing was like. I think they made some line about that because like when angels lead you in or whatever, and they're like, oh, look, the bridesmaids, angels lead. I was yeah, like, okay, right. good no, for it's you. Actually, it's, it's Michael it's and beautiful- Carly going into heaven. So yeah, uh, like it's a beautiful song, but it's, I mean, okay, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fine. It was good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so six months ago, uh, do your best always uh, in the Jimmy Eat World subreddit had posted, what was your best Jimmy Eat World lyric? And uh, there's a lot of other good ones in, in, in the thread. So it's, um, I'll mention, mention this person's first. So it says, for me, I think I'd go with, if you don't know honey, then you don't. Which I, maybe they were referring to the very, very last line, which right. I like better than the line right before that one, which is the one that they had mentioned. But when they say, when Jim says, if you don't know honey, honey, then you don't. It's just kind yeah. of that, it's the cap to the whole thing where, you know what, if you don't know honey, then you don't. You just don't get it. And it's an interesting thing about this song is how repetitive he is sometimes with phrases in this song. Obviously, by repeating, if you don't, don't know, right? Like, yeah. But then in verse four, someday, maybe, maybe someday. And then as you just mentioned there, if you don't know honey, honey, then you don't. Like, just kind of like these, like, flipping flipping phrases around to kind of repeat them and drive home a point. Um, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it, it always kind of interested me about the song. And I think it's one of the things that makes this song like as catchy as it is. Um, Cause like, I don't know, it's maybe someday, you know, some, or I think I just saying it backwards, but like, just like repeating those things. But I don't know. It's, it's kind of unique to me. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he has a very good, he does a very good job of, um, I don't know which line are you saying right there. It was some. It was someday maybe. Oh, right? someday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, someday maybe. Yeah, and and then they're also coming off of right at that point. It's the instrumental bridge where uh, there's a lot going yeah. on with that. I don't yeah. have it queued up right now, but uh, the, the the bridge just kind of ring rings out at the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what your mind is anticipating in this in the in the bridge portion of it, but then it's like so. Here we are now. A sip of wine. A sip of water. Someday maybe. And yeah. they don't have the little, uh, the callback that says someday maybe he stopped that. So it's kind of, there's no more, right. there's no more back and forth to it. It's just, this is what it is. We're back in the real time. This is you and me talking. We're here in this bar. Yeah. And this is and it, where, where it is. It's interesting too. You mentioned like coming from that instrumental bridge. Like I think like in my mind, naturally I want to go back into the chorus. Like I want that because of how, kind of open and, but also dialed back that bridge is, it feels like it should like swell and explode into like a big final chorus. And he comes back into, yeah, another verse. And it's just, I mean, and maybe that's one of those parts in the song too, where I go, it sounds so much like bleed American because to me, it feels like them coming from, you know, like the sounds that they had for clarity. It's one of those songs that bridges like clarity into um, basically making arena rock, right? Like right. In, in the best possible way. Like arena rock can obviously sometimes be just like used as like slander towards a band sort of thing. <laughs> but like, like they write anthems. There's no getting around it. They just write some of the best damn anthems that are 
right out there, right? Like, and uh, without losing without losing my heart in the process. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it it it, it kind of acts as a song for me that bridges kind of those two um, sort of eras of Jimmy World and what they're you know what they would become. And now they're, I mean, they're playing smaller size shows, which, um, strangely enough, this is entirely off topic. They still haven't postponed. I'm supposed to see them in May and I'm just waiting for them to postpone the concert, but it's like they're holding off as long as possible. Right yeah. Now. Because they've already canceled several in the area yeah. around here. So, uh, yeah, Zach just posted tour canceled and he's sitting them down there. Why not? And he's got a picture of his new little pup, right? <laughs> it's a cute <laughs> there pick. You go. There you go. Um, so are, I, I never asked, are you a musician? Yes. So have you recorded music? Um, and, and I'm talking like in a studio where you got the music laid out and you, and you go to get it. Uh, you're trying to sell your records. Um, yeah. I mean, like, so back, back in my younger days when I still had <laughs> dreams and aspirations, um, I, you know, I, I definitely did the band thing, recorded a couple different EPs, um, never anything that was super serious. Like this, we we're always, uh, the scene that I grew up in, um, there was like a guy there. He he kind of did most of the records for the scene out of his like basement studio that he built. And so um, that's, that's the most of like the recording I've done. I did go to like, I did a year of schooling for um, audio engineering. Uh, so we worked in some bigger studios, but I spent most of that year just sleeping on a leather couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I, I do have some experience, you know, working in studio, not extensively though. Like I don't really do it anymore. It's been years. It's a hard life. I mean, I've never worked in a studio, but I've had um, some of my students have worked in that environment and it's late nights, especially when you're uh, like, let's say you're almost like the PA equivalent where the band has come in, you're working with something like Earth, Wind and Fire, these huge, you know, (laughs) and they want to play until three or four in the morning. Well, who's going to be cleaning up all of the crap? That they've right. all, you know, the the line or whatever. Like, we hey, we need, we need, we, we, we want to do, uh, we need four mics over here in this corner because we, our uh, harmonies sound better over here. Well, who's got to set all that or bring all that stuff back in, wrap it all up? And that was what one of my students would do is he would get, he would work with these big acts, but then he was the one that was actually working, you know, middle of the night, um, sometimes right. into the wee hours of the morning, setting stuff up. Um, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not an easy job. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, anyone that's in that business, man, you definitely, uh, you work your way up for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, the reason why I'm bringing it up is, uh, there is a, an instrumental version of this song, which goes along with all the other, apparently this entire album was instrumental at one point. And if you go on, if you go on to Discogs in 2001, uh, there is a release that says bleed American instrumentals. I have no idea. I haven't looked into this in detail. If this was, before they had even put the lyrics down or what. But for whatever reason, this entire album from track 1 to 11 was was released instrumentally. And at the bottom of the front and back covers of this, I imagine this has got to be like a paper sleeve, you know, where you slip the disc inside. Yeah. Uh, it says, Jimmy Eat World Instrumentals in a, um, is this, this is aerial, aerial round, yeah, it's, rounded. It's, so it's not Comic it's, Sans, but there is very basic. There is very little thought that's put into this, but it says yeah. it has all the tracks listed one through 11. And then at the bottom, it says contact Carrie Ann Brown, 310-288-7721, C Brown at DreamWorks Publishing. The back or the actually the disc has the same stuff printed on there, DNA mastering uh, CA, so California. So yeah. I don't know if this was when they were shopping around, when they were trying to get... Um, because it says DreamWorks Record is is their label. 
Yeah. And DreamWorks Interscope is who they had this ended up through, but I'm not sure what that was released for. Yeah, that is... Uh, you know, if I, anyone has seen this, yeah. If anyone has any information, 484JE uh, pod, if they want to comment on <laughs> what this this one means. Uh David didn't right. even have anything. I had checked with him before. I said, Hey, what's with the um what's with the if you don't don't uh instrumental only, right? But Yeah, they're shopping it for karaoke. They knew maybe. they were gonna be big and people would want to hear karaoke. Well, here, let me uh, check this out. Let's test. Let's test this because I, I want to see if you can hear this. I'm going to play just a little bit of the "If You Don't Don't" instrumental. It's just kind of strange. You you picture in your mind, you can hear it, uh, Jim's voice coming in. But here it is. It's wild, right? You just picture his mind or his voice yeah, yeah. in your mind. Yeah. But it's the full track laid out, four minutes and 32 seconds. Yeah, that, that boggles my mind. I know. And I didn't get a chance, you know, when I was searching for covers, there were no there were no remixes done with this. It was just, right. it's just this is up. And somebody, one person, Luke, comments, um, do 23 next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I'm, tr- but, I'm trying to see, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find anything on it, but I don't like... Yeah, the only thing I could find was the Discogs. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like a promotional thing. And it even says yeah, so format CD album promo. It's so weird. Yeah, like, I mean, and I don't even know that there would be a reason to do it for, um, like, if you're shopping it to labels. Because, like, you'd want your you'd want Jim singing on there, right? But, right. Um, yeah, Bleed American Instrumental Album. I'm sure you read this off Reddit. But it, it uh, there is something that comes up, actually. Uh, Bleed American Instrumental MP3 Karaoke. <laughs> well, there is something from Little F- Little Flamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been looking for this album for years now, trying to find it in music shops online anywhere. Anyone own it? Um, and people are downloading it, but it looks like that's where I found the link to yeah. the YouTube videos where it's just, it's essentially all of the, the instrumental versions. But yes, yeah, so so weird <laughs> yeah i would love to know more so if anyone that's a great talking point for our next our next uh, episode if someone wants to comment and, and um give us an explanation as to what the story is behind the instrumentals because it's an entire album it's fully i mean it's it's every element that mark trombino put into these tracks is in there yeah so i, I have to his... assume that the lyrics were just left out yeah uh sorry i'm still like going down an internet rabbit hole trying to figure out what the hell <laughs> <laughs> Uh, say anything? I mean, sorry. This is this is the most entertaining of podcast worlds when you just start. Someone starts mumbling into the microphone. Oh yeah, and uh, then I'll just take the I'll take the reins for a second. I'll I'll try and uh and and take us um let's let's keep it moving here. You know who is a great? I love the the Jimmy World subreddit because you just see these names so so often, and I love the person or the, the image that I have in my head for Snake Oil Twenty Seven or JG JG Four Two Nine. Um, yeah. you know, and we always mention Ella Bella Madella. She's actually on that. <laughs> David and I suspect that she's in the, the, the Facebook group. I, I don't, I haven't explicitly said, Hey, is this you? But we have our suspicions on who it is in the Facebook group. Right. But <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I can't find anything on this though. Yeah. That's too um, bad. It's now it's a mystery that I'm going to go to bed tonight and I'm just, I'm not going to be able to sleep. Cause I'm like, what is this about? And you know what? It what? cannot, before the episode even comes out, this can also be a talking point that we'll post 
Um, you know, I got to bookmark this in my mind, but I'll just tell David, he's so good at posting this stuff. I love it. But yeah. we just got to put the question out there that says, hey, look, does anyone know what the story is behind this? Um, could they, could they uh, shed some light on it? I think we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, my rabbit hole. <laughs> This track also comes up. So uh, speaking of Snake Oil 27, they also asked the question eight months ago, what's your favorite three song section within any Jimmy Eat World album? Um, and he he apparently visits the MGMT subreddit. Um, and his is Sweetness, Hear You Me, and If You Don't, Don't. This, yeah. That yeah. section is pure bliss, end quote. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so it's so uh, subjective what these these are. I love it. It's like ten. Just watch the fireworks. For me, this is heaven. And yeah. even even Pebble Swift, this is the only answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. Sorry. You, now my mind is all over the place with this damn instrumental album. You ruined me. Go ahead. I mean, keep looking at it. I'm just oh, going to no, go I've, ahead and I've talk since, about the community stuff. Um, I say I've I've closed it now. I'm like, okay, I'm not you got you got to set it aside. Like, yeah, I got to come back. I got to come <laughs> rain it in. <laughs> Um, uh, oh yeah. And, and this is from Pebble Swift. So just a little bit further, nine months ago, Pebble Swift says, uh, I saw this question posted on Arctic Mon- monkeys, man, these guys are all over these other music subreddits, you know, yeah. the music lovers, uh, all they right. couldn't choose one because all of their albums are completely different from one another, which I agree. I love the Arctic monkeys for that. Um, what song do you think could be, could sum up the general sound of Jimmy world? My, my vote would be on, if you don't, don't. It's got there the softer go. side, the rock, the piano bits, the guitar solo, good lyrics, you name it. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there are definitely I would agree with that. There are definitely some I think production notes that we kind of hinted at that place it more squarely just in Bleed American, but um it definitely yeah, it's a, it's a well-encompassing song to explain to someone who and what Jimmy World is. Yeah. You and you said it great by saying that this is this definitely comes off of Bleed American. It's got the sound. Yeah. It's nice middle of not. I don't want to say middle of the road in a in a negative way, right. but it's got that sound that um, it's not too hard. Mm-hmm. Like get it faster. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. it's there. It's like it's that Jimmy World song that sits there right in the middle that you could say, listen to this song. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Which oh, speaking of get it faster. Um, I, I was messaging back and forth with David because he sent me his notes and he had a note in there about get it faster. I don't know why, um, <laughs> unless it was purely because obviously you were you were recently talking about it, but as to why he included it this time. But uh, where did it go? Oh, he says, maybe the sound of a guitar amp hitting the floor at the beginning of get it faster. Was that something you guys were talking about? Yeah. So my, my thought was that it was a spring reverb when you, when you pop in for the first time and he made, he made the comment, I think on the pod was when you, when you plug in a a quarter inch, either into the guitar or into the amp. Yeah. um, But, but then later on he said it sounded like an amp kind of hitting the ground or falling. Yeah. Yeah. I said, Oh, hundred (laughs) percent. Cause like I used to have, I had a guitar that was spring reverb and I remember it so many times by accident, you'd like lean it to do something and and then it would like fall back and like that. And that was, that's funny. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's like so harsh in person, especially like if your amp is turned up cause you're like jamming or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, this first time I heard it on get it faster, I was like, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. He had that note in there for whatever reason. I don't know if it was left over, but I was just like, Oh, I can I can confirm that that is in fact what that is. So um, yeah, so was, there we go. Mystery solved. <laughs> Mystery solved. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and my thought was that Mark Trevino just has a folder of all of these ambient noises when they're recording <laughs> and setting up. He's like, this would be perfect at the beginning of if you don't yeah. don't. 
You know, it's like, yeah. there we go, done. <laughs> well, it's like I, some of those sounds I've often wondered, you know, like, what are they? Because uh, transatlanticism, death cab for cutie. There's like a sound that goes through like a whole, like a, I don't know if it goes entirely through the album, but you hear it a number of times. And I couldn't Is even Is it a swishing ex- white noise? Yeah. It's like, it, it, I, you notice it really at the, because like the album starts that way. And then it ends that way. And there's a few times in between where I'm like, I don't even know what that would be, but they're just like, let's link it all together. Let's just use this noise that, like you said, is in this folder. It's great. <laughs> right. And then when you, when you like, let's say if they were to say we, they were to take this out, it, you would then notice it and go, oh my yeah. gosh, man, that, that was in there the whole missing. time. That's what made it continuous. Yeah. There's actually, it's funny because I used to, there was a time when. You know, I just I had a CD player in my car, like no auxiliary cord, no Bluetooth, anything. And so I just leave a CD in and let it play. And for a while it was transatlanticism. And when it would end and it would start again, I was like, hot damn, you could li- like you could loop this. And sure enough, on YouTube, <laughs> there's like a, a 10 hour loop or whatever of transatlanticism just playing all the way through and like seamlessly starting again. You like, would never amazing. know otherwise. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so it's done so well. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, well, that is our. Um, what what does David say? We, we that is his. Um, uh, what is the pumpkin spice latte? <laughs> that when it uh, when October hits. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, his like yeah, yeah. I think he posted, maybe tweeted about that at some because he was asking what Jimmy World's fall album was. I think. Because uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think if it came from a conversation between him and myself. There's been a few things that he's tweeted. I was like, I think we were having that conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of funny, but uh, yeah, no, and hundred percent. That's exactly what that album is. Yeah. And for my vote, just, just so we're all clear, it's futures futures is Jimmy world's fall <sighs> album. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I don't know if, it, if that's necessarily their fall album, but that is, that's my favorite uh, Jimmy world album. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. This is yeah. a, and this I, is a close second, man. We're, we've got I, this, we've got a bleed American block going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think bleed American might be my favorite Jimmy <sighs> world album, but, but I mean, it's, it's tough to say Yeah, the more you listen to all of them, the better they get. So this one just has the most plays. Cause it was, it was my first Jimmy world album. Yeah. So before, um, before I jump into covers, is there anything mm-hmm. else that you wanted to, to mention about, um, the, the track itself? No, I think, I think we basically covered it. Okay. There's a couple of things. I know that we've had, we, you know, I want to kind of keep the covers quick. There's a ton of covers for this song and I've picked a few. Uh, I think there were 12 or so that I had. And then I picked maybe a third to a half of those that I felt were worthy of actually going over. Um, and there's some specific reason behind, um, me going through these. I, you know, that this was a note that I had left for David, the other David, um, yeah. have we covered this guy before? Um, but check this out. So this is a guy. Let me let me click this over. This is Jeff K and the Depression. I think he just looks like somebody that we've covered before. But mm. check this out. So listen to his um, listen to his rendition of "If You Don't Don't." I'm gonna play a little bit of it. Uh, so this is four minutes. So he must leave out the instrumental in the middle. But um, let me let me. Uh, let me listen to it and then I'll explain why I'm kind of surprised about the whole four minutes thing. Yeah. All right, here we go. So this is Jeff K and the depression. What's wrong, baby? Don't they treat you like they should? Did you take them for it? For every penny that you could. 
Sounds it d- does it sound a little slow? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, right. So check this out. So somebody in the comments says watch it in 1.25. I had to upvote it. <laughs> check yeah. this out. It it totally changes it. Here we go. We was watch out on the beach and alongside almost touched your hands. Well, our dreams finally say such things and only to pretend. I mean, he, he's got a great sound, but it was yeah. just 25% faster. And check that out. It's actually, it sounds just like the track. That's funny. He actually, <laughs> his his voice reminds me of, did you ever listen, I mean, back around this time it would have been, but uh, to a band called, or a group called Feeling Left Out. I have not heard Feeling Left Out. Uh, no. They were like, I mean, they had some songs that were pretty like kind of cringy now, but they were like an acoustic a duo, I think, like an emo acoustic duo sort of thing. Uh, I always, I often go back to a song that they wrote called Gravy Fries and <laughs> what is it? Gravy Fries and Dirty Lollipops. It's literally like a letter that someone had written to him that he just turned straight into a song, like without changing it. And it's, so it's kind of like, it's bulky at points, but it's kind of, it's very endearing, but his voice just kind of reminded me a little bit of the guy from, uh, from feeling left out. So if you want to throw back to like that early two thousands, like acoustic emo thing, give it a shot. Feeling left out, huh? That yeah. um, there's a there's actually a cover that I I opted not to listen to uh, from the Hideouts that had that image, um, and this was I'm not gonna play it. Let me just pause this immediately. We're gonna do a so little. This is from August of 2017. So this is fairly recent. But these guys, they're um, I mean they don't sound bad, but I just chose not to highlight them. They've got the the look of the what is that um, the the scoop neck t-shirts. <laughs> um, the the beanie with the, the the hair swept to the side. So I mean, it's right. it's their own image, but it it sounded okay. I didn't think that it was it was good enough to to put into this, but they're good. I mean, if you don't don't acoustic, it um it to me my note on that was it it was like a little lacking. Right. I uh, mean, it definitely like the song itself sounds like it was like Jim just wrote it on his acoustic guitar. Like it's very basic. So I assume it translates pretty well, straightforward. Yeah, um, that, you know, it's, it'd be very easy to just do something. It's like, all right, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and that's actually a lot of the covers that I I, um, I, I left out were those kind. This one, though, I had I had marked as green. Let's listen to this one. This is, uh, maybe it was because it was Deep Milk. That's the name of their chant or their, their <laughs> band. But this is, so percussion, guitar, bass, vocals, and keys. So they have the whole band here. Uh, oh, this was cool. So this was this is why I chose them. This is a unique sound and i think the top comment kind of sums it up i was so skeptical at first but damn guys so let's listen to a little bit of this this is deep milk sessions um with if you don't don't what's wrong baby So I was a little mixed up. I actually green green lighted them, but they were one of the ones that kind of sounded just like. The, the <laughs> real, real. I was like, I was like, what am I looking for? I here? know, right? So uh, deep milk sessions, you sound great, but but uh, you were one of the ones that kind of that. Um, I I will say real quick, I did right off the right off the top. I really I actually dug his voice, and then as like the band kind of came in, it sort of like level. He had like a 
I don't know if a rasp is the right word, but yeah. there is like definitely a bit of a like like gravelly to his voice that I was like, oh, all right. And then it sort of just blended in with the rest of the music. You know what, what I think it is? And if I was to let it play, I think they do a halftime when they come in and they go, instead of it going, you know, where Zach's going, doom, doom, cow, doom, doom, they go, doom, doom, cow, doom, doom, right. So that's a cool sound. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the one. But let me jump right. forward to... Um, you know what David and I have been doing? He's been doing this, <laughs> this piano tutorial thing, which oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love these because this is this actually this. Tell me which video game this reminds you of. This is if oh, you great. don't don't. It's not the same um, the synth piano we've been doing in the past. This is a different one. But tell me which video game this makes you think of. Okay. To me, this sounds like something that was played on Super Nintendo. Uh, well, the okay, the first thing that popped into mind—I mean, I don't know if we have the same video game background <laughs> at all—but was Harvest Moon. Oh, beautiful! Great choice. <laughs> I was actually going to say um, one of the first levels of Super Mario World, but okay. I would totally get Harvest Moon from this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, I played Super Mario World, but this I could, is- I could see, yeah, yeah. You're going through the conversation, having a conversation with someone. Yep. <laughs> Man, your your answer is way better than mine. <laughs> I just want to grow turnips. Just let me grow turnips. <laughs> but this is so That's... pretty, man. I mean, for it's a I mean it's a piano tutorial, so yeah. I think they just plug the MIDI into this thing and then and then you know upload right. the video. Because <laughs> you could definitely make a better piano version of yeah. this song. <laughs> <laughs> I like the staccato though. Da, 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 da. Yes. Like, what is happening? I don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah. Well, that was my my sheet music transcriptions. That was actually the first of that. Um, Twenty five thousand subscribers for just you know I'm, pr- I'm sure go. they just scour the internet for MIDI and then just upload the yeah. videos. Crazy. <laughs> That's um, good. Okay, so I jumped over then to. Um, so I think you might you might understand this musical instrument that I'm about to showcase for you. This was on SoundCloud. I've got a couple on SoundCloud that I wanted to, to, to mention here. This is Marissa Henry. Um, and I'll, we'll play a couple bars of this, but I want to ask you about the instrument that plays at the beginning. Okay. Here we go. definitely got like a rachel hayden vibe to her yeah which, yeah it's funny because i wasn't expecting vocals so i was right. like looking i was looking for the <laughs> melody there off the beginning i was like what i don't rec-. and then she i was like oh she's singing yes so what were you going to ask about so, the instrument though did did that instrument the beat instrument ring any bells to you did you I have mean, you, like the, the 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 piano that's producing the sound in that let me go ahead and play yeah. a little bit does it ring any bells to you No specific bells. No, yeah. like it sounds again, like eight bit video games, but gotcha. There was, <laughs> my grandfather gave this to me and I still have it. It's a white long Casio keyboard. 
And I think it's okay. called the PT-1. Yeah. And I watched, um, I think it's it some video on YouTube, right? Of this guy showcasing it. And it brought back so many memories. But check this out. This is one of those instruments that, I don't know, man. It was just like, it's at the very beginning of my music experience. So this is called the Casio yeah. PT-1. Go to play mode. I'm going to put in a demo. Let you enjoy the tunes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it takes me back, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, okay, that's exactly what I got. I'm assuming yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. some kind of variation of some kind of Casio sound machine that she has yeah. playing at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah. It is funny because like when you when you're asked, it was like Casio came to mind, but I was like, am I looking for something specific yeah. here? I didn't know. And I was. Like, I was actually looking for something specific. I didn't know if yeah. you grew up with because those were from like think I think 1980 or 1981. Those things came yeah. out. Yeah. Um I don't think we ever had one. <laughs> yeah. Um now let me do let me do Rudy Rudy Hirsch, and I got two more to go through. But the one that I have, yes, with four exclamation marks is gonna wait a second. This is going to be Rudy Hirsch one with the, the, their cover. It's titled, uh, let's see, Jimmy World cover. If you don't, don't. So RH one seven eight eight, and tell me what kind of vibe you get from this. What's wrong, baby? Treat you like they should Did you take them for him? For every penny that you could He once walked out on the beach And once I almost touched your hand How I dreamed to finally say such things That only to pretend I get kind of like a Roomba vibe Sure, there's a couple things that actually kind of like popped into my brain and now I'm trying to like pinpoint the song. I want to say um, like the, when it first started, especially like just with the guitar, it reminded me of, uh, do you remember the band or remember the band? Did you ever listen to the band growing up America? Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think if it's horse with no name that yeah, it reminds probably. me of. Ding, yeah. it, ding, it, ding, it, ding, and then it, ding. it also yeah. reminded me a little bit of just like, cause he kind of had this like, laid back because he definitely played with the melody and the like the the kind of timing a little bit of the melody yeah. it reminded me a little bit of like he's he's listened to too much jack johnson yeah. <laughs> if he had if he had, done, had sung full voice it might have sounded a little bit better maybe a little bit harder yeah. on the guitar to fill out that but i yeah. liked the vibe that he got from it it was like yeah. a different type of sound yeah um okay then i've saved my last cover um which i thought this one was cool these guys are a punk or a pop punk band from philly Okay. All right. They have an album that they, uh, it's titled First American, comes out soon. When did they post this? This was from four years ago. So they have done this album called Sing It Back, Jimmy Eat World Tribute. And they, I don't know, either one of them or they had uh, commissioned an artist to essentially um, put together this art work of that fits the bleed american trophy style but each one of their albums is a trophy so they've got the phone booth from futures they've got the woman from uh, invented they've got the peacock feather (laughs) it's so cool that's awesome what'd you say they were called this is called anyway anyway okay um it says anyway i thought it was um 
It's called, yeah, First American is their band. So this is called If You Don't, Don't, Jimmy World Tribute. Check this out. If Story of the Year had covered this song, <laughs> that's exactly how I, I feel it would sound. That's funny. It's oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to figure out what I think of that. To be honest, because um, I really like it off the start. And was that you that like giggled, or does he giggle? That was me giggling. Dude. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't sure. in there. Yeah, I wasn't sure if like because it was like after the first line, I feel like he was like, was it what's wrong, baby? (laughs) I was like, what? I was hoping that was in there because that would have been amazing. Um, But I really like the way it starts. And then like the the melody and the it just kind of starts clashing a little bit. Yeah, Like he's he's trying to make it. I don't know. Like he's he's relaxing it too much or like it's just not quite fitting. And then when they hit the chorus, I was like, for about a split second, it was like, oh, I kind of like the scream. And then it just vocally, the song kind of wore on me a little bit, but oh. <laughs> it, I, I do like the idea of trying to, trying to do that and adding the giggle. <laughs> I think <laughs> throw it in there guys. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I appreciate, you know, when you go through covers and you listen to a lot of stuff, especially songs that are so popular, you get tired yeah. of listening to the acoustic ones. Sure. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. So I, I like the ones that make it a little bit different, but Hey, valid critique, man. Very, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like that. They took their own spin. I just don't know. I think it, it needed to be fleshed out a little bit more. I feel okay. I want to look these guys up though. Cause I'm intrigued by you saying like the different artwork and, but sorry, what did you say they were called? So they're called anyway with an exclamation mark. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's what Which I was trying to figure out. Which makes me think of, like, Dyn- you ever listen to Dynamite Hack? There was that song at the very end that was called Anyway that... Oh, no. There were two different versions of it. It was like a, the longer version, which was beautiful. It had a, I think it was the vocalist's wife that sang um, on the back of it. But it was just, I mean, that's a beautiful song. Right. I'm trying to see if I can find them on any streaming services. Uh, there's Anyway with a period. <laughs> um, I don't know. If, if you're looking for a band, oh, oh. Uh, the... The image oh, yeah, it art for this called First American, right? It's like a yeah. So it, it, it yeah. says anyway, First American, yeah. and it's got a picture of a. a it native, looks like a two yeah. or three tone Indian, and then it's got yeah. the uh, the the font from um, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and so, oh, so this isn't on there. No. Okay. I was confused by that. Yeah. So they don't have. So they have. If you clicked on their anyway underscore band on SoundCloud, you would see the yeah. recent stuff. Which oh, was okay, cool, cool. Four years ago, but most of it's all from First American. There's just one track, so maybe they only did that one from Sing It Back, right? Hmm. But no, it was, was kind of cool. It, yeah. it, it may just be a grower, not a shower. You know what I mean? <laughs>
Very fair, fair enough. Seinfeld fair enough. reference. <laughs> so, David, I must ask, man, is there anything else that you wanted to to uh, chat about with this song? No, man. I mean, it's it's one of my favorites off the album. But again, like I don't bleed Americans a record where I don't think I could actually pick a bad song. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, no, it was a pleasure to get to sit down and actually listen again. Well, not listen again as if I hadn't listened before, but, um, take a deeper look at it. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, this is a great track. I, um, I would say that me looking at this more in depth, um, I, I, you know, you, you hear that beginning, that, that, um, that sound that introduces you to the song and it just sounds so familiar. I, just like you had said, I've listened to this song countless times, yeah. But looking at it closer, seeing the conversation back and forth and the fact that we sort of figured out that this is, uh, there is uh, there is no distinct uh, gender on who is saying what or actually when they're saying it. It's actually, it's it, it can be interpreted by the listener. I love that about this song yeah. for having so many lyrics that <laughs> that it still holds that. is I mean, this is a very well-written song. This whole album is, is kick-ass, but... Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a huge fan of this track. So, hundred yeah. percent. It was it was fun. It was a good listen. It was good. Li- I guess there's uh, there's probably only one thing left to say, right? I, I would say so. Let's be excellent to each other and party on, dudes.